You're listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. I'm Dee Clark, and this is Cortez Currents, which you can also access in text form at cortezcurrents.ca. Since late 2021, a small group of Cortez residents has met regularly to discuss climate change and its impacts on our region. On February 4, 2023, the WTF Friday event featured environmental scientist Ruth Waldick. Dr. Waldick gave a presentation on climate change, fire risk, and forestry practice. Here's a quote from Dr. Waldick. We may have no control over the weather but we do have some control over soil moisture, fuel loads, and ignition risk. Her presentation covered two main themes, the increase in fire risk created by traditional logging practices in BC and methods of forest restoration that can reduce that risk of dangerous wildfires in our area. Dr. Waldick brings her expertise in weather risk assessment and ecosystem analysis to Transition Salt Spring, a local chapter of the transition movement. Among their many projects is the reduction of wildfire risk on Salt Spring Island, a concern which most rural BC residents would share. In her address to the group on Cortez, Dr. Waldick discussed forests and forestry, fire risk, common misconceptions, and paths towards better practice. She is part of a transition project to maintain and monitor a test forest, trying out different methods of remediation and restorative silviculture. She discusses their methodology and what they hope to discover or achieve. Here are some excerpts from Dr. Waldick's presentation. A complete version of her presentation is available as a podcast on our website at cortezcurrents.ca. So I'm Ruth Waldick. I'm I'm an ecologist and climate adaptation researcher, I guess you'd say. And I'm working on the board of Transition Salt Spring on the issue of climate adaptation. And with this, the focus from a climate action plan that we developed where I did a risk assessment and impact assessment, what came out on top for us were issues like drought and fire. And so what I'm working on with the organization is looking at techniques that can reduce the vulnerability of our community living in a forested system while building resilience in the natural environment and for the community to things like water shortages, drought, heat events, fire, extreme weather, et cetera. And a lot of this actually from the analysis came down to the simple fact of we need to undo some of the harm, the bad management that we have legacies of on the land that have created some of the vulnerabilities for the community. So my focus is really as a scientist in setting up experiments and trials to look at strategies to to build resilience and reduce areas where we know we're vulnerable. My lens is very much on the shifts in weather systems, including heat changes and precipitation, the timing, et cetera, not just, you know, the extreme events, but the overall shifts that will be affecting our systems. 
We developed a really good relationship with Salt Spring Fire Rescue Services because they're equivalently concerned about fire. And as with you on Cortez and really all the, the communities in the Salish Sea, including the Sunshine Coast and, or the CDF zone rather, and the Eastern Vancouver Island, we're all in the same boat. We have extremely high wildfire urban interface and we have different forest systems than typically are spoken about by fire rescue services, but even more importantly by the province. So the province has developed fire smart guidelines that are really for infrastructure protection. They're not at all about forests. And people have been sort of adopting those and then thinking that they can translate those into the broader systems. But then there are other reasons why that's not good. And our fire chief and our assistant fire chief understand that. And so we've been working with them to make sure that we can align the conversation so that people don't see that there's a conflict between the guidance for protecting your, your home and infrastructure from potential fire, from what we're talking about, which is how to reduce the potential for a catastrophic fire in the forests on the island and around your home without undermining the forest systems themselves or affecting surface flows or water recharge, or et cetera, et cetera. So what they told us at that time was get me the science <laughs> because they are relying on this science that comes from UBC Forestry and the Ministry of Forestry, which is, which is pretty well entirely arriving from the interior forests and where the large-scale commercial forestry operations are going on, which, as you well know, are not appropriate for this area. So we are working in a watershed on Salt Spring Island that supplies a significant amount of potable water to the community. Almost the entire upper watershed is protected, so it's kind of a perfect spot for experimentation. The land is owned by the Waterworks District, and they've given us permission to set this up as basically like an experimental lake. So long-term experimental treatments and monitoring so that we can actually try to quantify and, and give defensible evidence for the importance of retaining natural understory, the importance of thinning trees to create fire breaks, in a particular way that will enhance moisture and biological diversity and complexity, et cetera. So that's what I'm very pleased to say that we're working on. So we are working with some foresters to develop techniques that are forestry-based to apply in this way to create these treatments that we will monitor and quantify the benefits of in this area. So one of them is skip and gap thinning, which is a way of dealing with the over-dense regenerated trees that we have in this watershed, but all over the island, where the closed canopy is preventing the understory from thriving and it's reducing the growth of the trees that are present and creating um, a high amount of stress in these systems where we are now approaching after 60 or 70 years of this dense region 
a period of, of a natural thinning. So the amount of fuels being input through blowdown, natural thinning process, these vast areas of what were clear cut and, and post-burn region are now creating huge areas of vulnerability for catastrophic fire. So we need to figure out how to manage the fuels, like the fuels being the fine fuels, the coarse fuels on the ground, the ladder fuels, the canopy. And so this is really the language that we're looking at. And it's a landscape that really exemplifies a lot of these problems across Salt Spring, but also on other Gulf Islands. There's a perception on Vancouver Island and even, you know, in the Gulf Islands that this level of of extreme catastrophic fire that we're seeing on the mainland is true for us and it actually isn't. And certainly what we're seeing here in the Southern Gulf Islands is some people are just taking down trees on their properties because they're concerned. And one of the things that I want to point out at this workshop to everybody is that we're not the same. This is a rural landscape with a very high proportion of the forested land in private ownership. So that means that the government actually has no, they play no role in advising or managing for the risk on those areas, which is why the work that we're doing in our experimental watershed and work that is happening on other islands, we need to start pulling that together because we need to start to develop resources and information and sharing it as much as possible because there are no methods or techniques that are known for private landowners to manage safely their own forests without just cutting them down. So that's part of the objective is to make it clear that this area is different from this perspective. And certainly the wildfire urban interface or urban or rural you know, resident interface is definitely the highest in the Gulf Islands of anywhere in British Columbia. So, and the, as is the private land ownership. So the problem is ours, I think at this time, so starting off, we want to talk to the practitioners about the realities of managing forests, of managing for various values, not just the, the timber value for the milled wood. So we always, you know, we're very visionary. New role for the 21st century for arborists, fellers, foresters is to reduce the risk of catastrophic fire for communities. So imagine private land owners starting to bring in professionals to enhance the ecological integrity of the forests on their property in a way that increases the, the retention of the downed wood and carbon inputs into the forest floor, which then promotes increased moisture retention. We get more of the native understory, which is fire resistant, recovering so that we're actually, and creating light so that we are starting to let the, some of the trees mature and grow to achieve some kind of old growth state and thicker bark, which could then start to generate revenue from tree thinning, which then creates a whole new supply outside a community forest from individual properties in a way that is actually creating a more sustainable employment in an ongoing and slower way on the islands. And so we're kind of making the new way forward for, for foresters. And you've been listening to the voice of Dr. Ruth Waldick, environmental scientist, from a presentation she gave to a small group on Cortez Island on February 4th of this year. For more information, including many links and a podcast of her complete presentation, visit our website at cortezcurrents.ca.
The article title is Forests, Fires, and Our Future. Just a reminder, the views and opinions heard on this program are not endorsed by Cortez Community Radio, its board, its staff, its membership, or any granting agency, but are those of the writer, producer, and guests. And as always, thanks for listening.